ladies and gentlemen, deadheads and bisco kids, and prefer not to disclose, back to the Undressing Underground Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Doug Tilly. And today on the show, we have my old friend since first or second grade. So that's going back at least 20 years, I guess. I'm not actually going to do the math. But Hassan, I still can't say his name after all these years, but that's why we're friends, because we both have speech impediments. Also, we both like The Grateful Dead. But he also likes this band called The Disco Biscuits that I do not really like, despite seeing six times or seven. It might be like ten now, I'm not sure. Anyway, he's here to talk about his experience doing that. He's seen him a whole bunch. I'll let him tell you the whole number, but it's more than a hundred times. I don't know if he actually owns any of their studio albums, but I don't know if anybody does, because they're one of those bands like Fish, where I don't know why you would. Uh, so yeah, he talks a bunch about that. Oh, they also... Their fans call them Bisco, so when you hear us refer to Bisco kids, we're talking about their fans. And if you don't know what a deadhead is, I don't know how to help you. Uh, there's a few names bleeped out in this because they're still alive. We didn't bother bleeping out the dead people because They've got no reputation to uphold anymore. And uh, stick around to the end for a brief chat. Not chat. An autobiographical short story or poem or whatever in spoken word form by The Smudge. That is all. Let's go to my conversation with Hassan. Oh, oh, it worked. Yeah, it did. Why? <laughs> Where's your phone at? It's on the floor? No, it was on the table. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you can just leave it like that if you want. I don't care. <laughs> Good on. Nothing. Um, so... I have like less than an hour really to do this, so let's just get to it. How many fucking times have you seen the Disco Biscuits? Um, according to FantasyTour.com, I've seen them 192 times. That's it? <laughs> That's it. I, I thought you'd seen them like 300 or something. I thought you'd seen like 100 and some times like three years ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I did, but then like they as a band also uh, stopped touring and like... Oh, really? really yeah, they, they kind of like became what uh string cheese is kind of like it's like a destination band a what destination band i call it, it like, like like they'll have like a three-night run in like specific destinations like colorado or 
Putacana, a Dominican Republic. Was and, their touring base, like their fan base, like dropping off or something? Well, I no, it, it was actually, uh, I, I think there was uh, issues between bandmates. Oh, really? And they, they kind of just like, uh, I guess lost the momentum or something. What were the, do you know what the issues were? Uh, specifically, I mean, there's a lot of rumors and I don't know what's true and what's just, uh, you know, the straight rumor, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, so a lot, a lot were saying that, uh, the guitarist, uh, a barber was, um, he was just basically trying to move on to different, different, uh, different like career, uh, options. One of which is, uh, helping, uh, develop, uh, a new, uh, like app for, for, uh, phones or like, you know, just like tablets for, it's called Splice. Which is like it's a music editing app, basically. There's already this exists already. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically, it was the style of one, I guess. <laughs> um, and then he, he helped produce a movie. <laughs> what movie? Uh, it's uh, what was it called? Now it was um, shit, I forget now. Do you know what it was about? Like because it was like in production, but I think something like they lost funding and they didn't really like release it or something. Do you know what it was about? Like what kind of movie it was? Yeah, it was about the, it was about a female rock group that, that like a, a touring female rock group, and it was it's, it's, oh, it was called a Bad Puss. Bad Puss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's like a, a all female rock group. That's like it's a it's basically about uh, you know like a touring life, basically rock star life. Is that like a play on the bad plus i guess <laughs> I, have no idea. I have no idea um so why have you seen them 192 times because i'm absolutely batshit crazy no um, <laughs> um uh it's just because i i really really enjoyed like when i when i first listened to them like i got like i guess it was jam in the river 2003 and like that i was the really first time yeah because I yeah, was there yeah. too. I remember. I had that was no my idea. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see him before then. But like, yeah. So like, other like I would I listened to a couple of their albums, I guess beforehand. But I didn't really know what to expect. Um, you know, at a live show, and like, I was I didn't even I didn't even like understand what happened after I saw that first set. I was just like, what was that? Was this was that just like, just a DJ? Like, are they a DJ or like are they, are like a, a band? <laughs> DJ, like I have no idea what's going on. Like, this is not like every other band at that festival was like funk and you know like, uh, I guess more like actual like you know, folk jam oriented. Right, and, and we saw like Carl Denson and Galactic and Hank Williams Three and Ween and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but having that, it was just like, it was like it was definitely a whole new thing for me. And and um, I mean like I I it, it, I was floored because it was just like, like intense energy. It's like kind of like like a, a, a a relentless, relentless sound, you know. Yeah, it was really just like I thought it was I thought it was pretty pretty awesome. Like I was interested in it. I I wasn't sucked in the first show because I was I had, you know it was hard for me to process. <laughs> <laughs> but then then I started listening to more live shows and uh, and now I kind of understand under like understood more that 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 they were going for just like kind of like balls to the wall like you know like uh like I guess rage fest basically. I mean, <laughs> They have like, like high peaks and it's just it's pretty awesome, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I remember you and Eamon at some point after that. I guess it was probably your second show. You guys went and saw them at the Electric Factory, and you were like really surprised that uh, there was like a lot of rave kids and stuff there. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it was a crazy like mix of, of both like, I don't know, from the jam band, like hippie community and then straight up just like people that that are, are just ravers wearing, you know, like wearing their like glow, glow, glow gear and they're like, you know, pacifiers and shit <laughs> and UFO pants. But uh, it was cool to, to see like two different like music communities kind of come together like as one and, and, and it was there wasn't no like it wasn't like oh we're, we're rave kids and you guys are hippie kids i was kind of just like oh we're together we're like biscuit kids you know like <laughs> it's like kind of just like a mesh between two different you know uh like genres basically <laughs> do you know if there were people already following them around at that point oh yeah oh yeah like I, I, there was like a lot a lot of dedicated people that basically started ca- catching on at the end of 99 apparently and like wow. i met and more, I guess, like, a, they call them old, like, you know, old school heads, I guess, or, like, OG, OG biscuit kids. <laughs> and some of them are, are still, like, like, just, like, we'll see as, like, you know, whenever they play shows, they'll still go. Like, I have a friend that, who's been seeing them since 99, and he, he hasn't uh, let up, like, at all. And he definitely seen well, well over, uh, like, 350 shows already. Jeez. Yeah, and, and he's still going strong, and he's, like... Yeah, he's, he's 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 definitely like the older person <laughs> in the community. <laughs> yeah, how how what's like the age group in the community now? Like, was it like twenty, not twenty, but like seventeen years in or something? Oh, uh, we're saying like the how long they've been. But like, what's the, like the age group of people at the shows now? Does it keep under younger people still coming in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, like, it, it, like, it hasn't really grown up. Like the age group, it kind of stayed the same. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, it's like the, uh, the age group basically is like 17 to like 25. That's like the average uh, person in the age. I mean, there, there, there's older people that, you know, who knew the band, you know, from when they started in college. So it's like some are like 30 up to 40 years old. But I, I wouldn't see anything. Oh, well, there's actually a few fans that I know that are over 40 years old that like <laughs> that like been into the the dead and the fish fish way, way beforehand. And like they caught on to, to, to the biscuits. And they, yeah, they, they love them just just as much. And like, there's this one older lady that that I know, like she's uh she's 62 years old, and she like she has so much energy, and like like she brings more like almost as much energy as, as like a 17 year old kid would, would bring through. You know, it's pretty amazing to see that. You know, like uh, how people you know just like express their fandom basically. Yeah, I guess in 2003 we were 15 or maybe 16 at the time. Yeah, at 16. <laughs> so. Um, so, yeah, a lot of kids first started listening to them, like, I guess, really young, and, like, we have, you know, they don't really have much uh, morals and stuff, like, <laughs> I don't, you know, just binge, and, uh, I guess they, people get into it for different reasons, you know, like, whether it's the sound, or is, is it the party, or, you know, it's, like, right. like many different ways to get into this, at least the theme. <laughs> so, how many states have you seen the Disco Biscuits in? I mean, I could check it on on Fantasy Tour, but I mean, like, it's definitely been over like over thirty days. <laughs> How? What's the furthest you've traveled just for one show? Just, I mean, usually, like, see, like now, like more now, like they they doing destination shows, so like they'll yeah. have like they won't just announce one show randomly somewhere, like, but uh, they they'll have like two or three shows. But I guess like the the farthest I tra- traveled was probably Dominican Republic. Domin- you went to Dominican Republic. <laughs> I went actually in December, last December. <laughs> what? How did you even manage that? I, mean, I guess you have a job now, so you can actually afford to do things now. Yeah, I have, I have, uh, yeah, I have a corporate domestic life going on. <laughs> going pretty uh, pretty solid. But that was so, like, uh, 
but like you didn't have like a real i wouldn't be able to afford it all at once they have like a payment program that you can just like pay it over over the whole year oh really that's good uh that, that, that that's the only way i could afford it i can't i wouldn't be able to be like oh yeah i'm gonna pull the trigger and uh like it the, the cost is are basically around two grand two total. grand yeah <laughs> what does that cover cover well including the airfare and um it's a all-inclusive resort that that you you have five nights six days wow and uh, so it's yeah and then uh, yeah it's like a five-day music festival basically <laughs> and, and it's not just them too it's it's a uh, they, they have it's like the they guess it's like the three uh, uh, electronic jam band, uh, the big three names, uh, which is Umphreys <laughs> McGee, Sound Tribe, and Biscuits. Like they're the headliners. Umphreys McGee is like Umphreys. is tra- is like more electronica now too. Well, yeah, they have a lot of electronic elements, but no, no. I guess like you would say that they're more like metal and. Uh, yeah, they're more. They they sort of have like new metal meets uh, Frank Zappa or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but they they have like, I mean they have a lot of they share a lot of elements and like hmm. uh, they they they, they lump Humphreys, Disco Biscuits, and Sound Tribe into into like one group I guess. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean I know when uh, we went to Bonnaroo in two thousand five, there was like that they did that masquerade set that was members of the Disco Biscuits and Humphreys I think. In, oh yeah, uh, Cinema Tent. Yeah, like what, what was it? it? Was like the Brain Damage Eggman? Like they're doing sound or uh, they're doing a. Pink Floyd songs, I believe. No, that was another year, actually. <laughs> that was okay. like, uh, that was the other the next year. Did you go to next year? Was it two thousand seven, maybe or two thousand nine? Uh, I didn't go that year. That year that that that, that they played that. I oh, remember they, they they have done that before too. Yeah. Um. So, how many times? If you do you know how many times you've seen the side projects? Well, like biscuit side drop, side products. Yeah, like what's it, Electron or something, and all that shit. Yeah, Electron is one of their bands. Um, Conspirator is another band. Um, that's like the, the two main ones. But then they have like offshoots where they play like I don't know, like random shows with with random uh, musicians. But I, I I don't know the number of how many times I've seen their side. <laughs> Do you have like an estimate, like a ballpark? It would probably be like seventy-five times. Seventy-five. <laughs> Yeah, because like 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 also like you know when the biscuit started slowing down touring like um like it was basically because like the guitarist was on his other projects yeah. uh, on you know whether he was producing that movie or that that uh that uh, music editing app <laughs> and then <laughs> other, the, the other three like didn't want to stop so they, they they continued actually playing you know music with their other side projects so like that like the other guys didn't stop at all they kept going you know so but, you've seen members of the disco biscuits upwards of three hundred times. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, it was awesome. It, it's awesome. So, and I'm still, I'm still going at it. Like I'm planning to go uh, to Halloween. There, yeah. There's a three run one one night in Boston and two nights in Syracuse. <laughs> so, planning to do that. How did you afford this back in the day before you had like a real job? Like, how were you able to? I know somehow Malloy owed you money back in when we were still in high school. And he took you like all around uh, the South to see a bunch yeah. of shows, right? Yeah, that was, yeah, but that that was only like a, like a two and a half week run, right? And it, yeah, because yeah, he owed me so much. He owed me like, like a pretty, he owed me like over five hundred dollars, and then <laughs> he's like, "This is a way that I can pay you back, or like you know, start paying you back." And then he took me, to, yeah, he, he like funded the whole two and a half weeks for me, and I saw, I mean, I saw them only three times in that two weeks. 
But uh, okay. well, I saw other bands too, like Soundtribe, Widespread Panic, Trey Anastasia band. <laughs> um, and then uh, I mean, like other times, I'll, yeah, I would actually like you know be like kind of uh, you know retailing. <laughs> but uh, and then then other I don't feel like a year and a half. Also, I was I was getting guest listed for the shows because um my sister uh, uh became friends with the with the guitarist but through her uh chiropractor <laughs> was uh the was barbara's um like uh like frat boy like you know like uh, i guess fraternity brother from uh university of penn okay. so like <laughs> yeah, like, like I mentioned uh, about mentioned that to her, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, my brother absolutely like, like is is crazy about them, and they she always goes to all their shows." And then like, uh, then I actually had, then then she met Barbara and told told him told him that, and uh, I, I pushed her to, to go and try to get me guest listed, and I I've definitely seen about like twenty five to thirty shows on guest list. <laughs> Wasn't he like really into your sister too? Yeah, yeah, he had a he had a, like a crush on my sister, and that, that's why I feel like I was able to get all those guest lists back. I was like, my sister didn't 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 like him at all. She wasn't attracted to him. She thought he was funny and hilarious because it, like a clown, really. But um, yeah, but didn't he like fall through a window and break his arm at some point? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, he yeah he, he well this was way before like I even listened to him. But like apparently like he, he did a lot of stupid things. Like yeah. he broke his one time for for punching a paper t- uh, towel dispenser after one after one show like like because uh, uh i forget what the actual like why he got got angry but he punched a he punched a, a paper towel dispenser and broke his wrist and then like didn't play for like three months and and like the the fans of the the band they, we call it risk gate because <laughs> like at that point like we were worried if the band was even going to be like going on further from then or like if they were going to be done, you know, like, cause of like a lot of the issues are rising, you know, like, within the van. I think I remember but, that. That was like 2006 or something. It was 2010 actually. 2010. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> but even before that, he, he, like he, 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 there's a lot of funny stories of him. Like there's one story of him, like climbing on like, on like the, the like the ducks or something on top of like the E factory. Like he's climbing on that and like, fell before. And like, I think he broke his ankle. <laughs> like, like, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> It's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, so after the disco, like, well, that's I guess like the the guest list actually and the substance this <laughs> thing explains what, but like, and sneaking in the shows, obviously, I probably snuck into like thirty shows too. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I forget if I if I snuck in with you that one time at the Electric Factory. That might have been with yeah, Felice. Yeah, it's like it's the back door, side doors, and yeah. I, I, I guess that they had like other festivals. I would climb fences. On other festivals they played, I would, I would be working in that parking gig that I did. So. Oh yeah, yeah, I did that too. That was like simultaneously I, the best and the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably got me out to like a, like a lot of shows. Like because like I did that during high school. You know, like the, like yeah. like I would go out do all these festivals. You know. <laughs> yeah, because I remember you like you never had like a real steady job. But you'd be going to like 300 shows out of 350 days in a year. Yeah, like we manage ways. Like we, we, yeah, we, like I mean, I wouldn't be doing it like like spending too much money. I would do it like very like you know cheaply, obviously, to like yeah. sharing gas and like like there'd be like eight people, nine people in one hotel room, you know. Yeah, does that still like, happen? Because like I remember um, New Year's Eve 2005, I think it was. 
yeah. Yeah, and we stayed... Uh, well, first we went to that hotel in Manhattan, that, like, really nice hotel, and then we left because, like, they were, like, making so much fucking noise, and they had a nitrous tank. People kept knocking on the door, and we were like, we can't stay here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we... Yeah. And then we had to go back to the... Hammerstein because Malloy forgot his knife in a parking lot somewhere. <laughs> but then oh, we Kevin. what? Yeah, like, yeah, like you're like like helping me like like, like recall all this now. Something yeah. that I forgot. It was a really that. it was a really fucking long night. And then we took a a cab to North Jersey somewhere to a Holiday Inn and stayed in the grimiest fucking hotel room. Like I remember of- what. With a bunch of wooks, basically. <laughs> yeah, and I remember, like, it was, like, a two-bedroom room, uh, two queen beds or whatever, two full beds, maybe. And uh, it was just, like, they had the heat, like, at, like, 80-something, at least. And the and there was just, like, cigarettes and open beer bottles everywhere. And the tub, I remember I went to the bathroom at one point to pee, and uh, somebody else walked in, and the tub was filled with water and trash. And I said, "Like, what's up with this?" And he's like, "I don't know." And he just threw some towels in there, <laughs> just for no reason. <laughs> and uh, so there was just this mist in the room of like all this garbage, <laughs> and it was the most uncomfortable, terrible like air to breathe in. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was funny actually. Like, like, like how how we got there too. Like. The reason that we were at that room specifically because I met this girl randomly on the MySpace fan group, <laughs> and then she posted on that fan group saying, "Oh, I have this hotel room. Anyone, you know, if you're going to New Year's, uh, you know, welcome to Crash." And I was like, "Hey, I don't know you. I'm coming up to New Year's. I have no plans or no stay. I'm coming up with my friend Malloy and Muggy. Like, like, are we able to stay?" And it's like, "Yeah, of course." And like. I, I, like the first time I met her was going into the hotel room at that time, and like her, I met her and a couple of a couple of her friends uh, who who I still talk to to this day. Like like oh nice. uh, like, we, like made that that connection from that day on, and then and I still talk to them to this day. Like my friend my friend Wookie Dave and uh, <laughs> and all like I, I still talk, still talk to them very, like like very, very frequently. <laughs> I think we were still like seventeen at that point too. <laughs> I mean, they were just a little bit older. They're probably like yeah. twenty or something, but. Uh, but um yeah and then i remember sleeping on the floor and waking up numerous times over the next few hours hearing things like hey let's go piss on the walls <laughs> yeah this is like very raucous things like that didn't it was just like retarded like, i can't believe why I, I mean it was fun doing that but it was just straight up you didn't raging. piss on the walls did you huh you didn't piss on the walls did you no no but uh, like like these ideas that I came up, it was just raging for the sake of raging, and like I don't know, we we went downstairs and took over the pool because <laughs> I mean, there were kids at the pool and like a family, and we had a like, like a bag of bag of wine, and we just chucked it in the pool, and we all just like r- like pretty much took it over, and the family just like left. weren't you all like <laughs> wearing your clothes too? Huh? weren't you all like wear? Were you I guess we're just wearing boxers or something? Yeah, we didn't have swimming shorts, so we were just like wearing boxers. <laughs> just and, like, exposing yeah, yourself, called, like, probably. The, called, like, they called the hotel people. The hotel, hotel people just like said first, like, like you know, keep it down or something. And they didn't kick us out though. They're just like, keep it down. Don't smoke by the pool. 
<laughs> and, and you're good. I remember that when you guys came back up, because I was still trying to sleep, because I was like so fucking dead exhausted. I don't even know where I slept the night before. I guess I maybe slept at, at Coliani's place or something. I forget, because I wasn't talking to my mom at that point. And, um, and I didn't know where to stay. <laughs> but uh, I remember... When you guys came back up, you guys like took the platters um, that they would like le- put like cookies on and stuff, and just loaded it up with biscuits and food, and like emptied out a water pitcher and filled it with orange juice and brought it up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we, we we just raided the whole uh, the continental breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> and we brought the whole thing, like, pretty much like the whole like whatever they had up into our room. <laughs> was like, this, yeah, we, we, let's take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of like, and I think you said like that. That's like the night the scene got corrupted by Malloy, sort of, because he had brought. I mean, he's dead now, so we can't really do anything about his about his reputation or anything. Um, but like, he introduced cocaine to them, I think, and stuff. Well, not to the whole scene, but like to at least that group of people. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they weren't really like into it that much, and they, like yeah, he brought a, a whole new level of like raucousness to like <laughs> to, to like people and kind of introduce you know i don't know be binging to the to the next level you know or something to to, to a lot of people yeah he became he became pretty infamous like like he became like i don't know a, like a has like a household name or something in the community <laughs> like, like oh bad andy oh yeah what like, like they would just like expect the funniest or craziest stories coming from him <laughs> yeah i remember he I remember at Bonner 2005, like, there was no room to sleep in the regular tent. And, well, not the regular tent, but the tent with all you guys. And so I, and I was, I don't know, I think, I forget what night that was. I I stayed up, like, every single night till sunrise during that first year. And uh, I was sleeping in his tent, and then he came back and kicked me out so we could have sex with some girl. <laughs> and then, well, I was, and then I, like, a month later, I went to All Good, and, uh, he saw me from like 50 feet away and he just started yelling, I'm sorry I kicked you out of my tent. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, like for as, like, you know, as bad as a person that people say he is, like, he, he still, like, you know, had a really good heart and, like, he knew, he knew, he knew when he was wrong, you know? Yeah, he's like other people we knew that they would be really good people and then they would get fucked up and just be gone. Like, I remember seeing him at Delaware County Community College and just walking toward me. Like, I barely recognized him. Like, he was clean. He was wearing, like, a polo shirt and, like, nice shorts. And uh, he was really, he was smiling. He was really happy. And he was, like, talking about getting his life together and stuff. And then I don't know what happened after that. I think it was the last time I saw him. But, it's, it's, yeah, just, like, a common story for other other folks other young people who passed away at a young age is like, yeah, they, they got into a, he got into an opiate routine. And yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I'm not going to, okay, I'm going to name a name, but I'll bleep it out. Um, cause I think he, he's still alive, right? He's still alive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We don't have to go into him at all, but yeah, oh, he's, doing really- he's doing good again. Oh, he's, he's, he's doing, he's totally like, he, he's like in a NA program and he, he's working really like a full-time job. He's, he oh, has great. Really healthy he's, he's totally like this is the best i've ever seen him in in my whole time knowing him you know like he and he lives like uh i don't know like you're yeah you're you know like the where the pizza hut is like at the Baltimore pike yeah okay have anything like he lives like right behind that good year okay good year across from from there so yeah. like I don't know, he's working really, really working his ass off he's doing really like, like he does a he's a landscaper 
like they they, 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 they like set up gardens you know like he, he doesn't cut, cut grass he like sets up gardens and stuff and uh lives, awesome. lives there with his girlfriend he's doing a really good job yeah cause i remember when i last saw him um i mean there were times before like i think he talked about being sober and we went to see a phil lesh and friends show and uh camden and he was talking about like the girl we bought the tickets off gave us like a uh, gram of weed for no reason <laughs> we were already buying the tickets below face and uh so then we we went to the show and then like we went in and then i didn't see him again until like the last couple of songs of the night and he was shirtless and sweaty and just totally gone and then out in the parking lot he was like hanging on to this person's car like while they're trying to drive away and his pants are falling down and he was just like so gone and i dropped him off at some random person's apartment and he said he woke up the next day and had no idea where he was <laughs> and, um, and uh the last time i saw him he had just gotten out of jail i think and uh, i'm gonna blip his name so this, <laughs> this won't matter um, um whatever you can even cancel the, the, you know this out or something <laughs> I mean, I mean, whatever. It's the story's a story. I mean, nobody's gonna know who this is unless yeah, they know because... him, and then you already know the story. <laughs> um, but uh, I was doing a project with him, and uh, he kept, he was going to he was going to AA, but he was also making me take him to liquor stores at the same time, and it was kind of scaring me. So I'm glad he's really got his shit together now. Yeah, yeah. It's been like it's been really long. It's been like a solid getting back together. You know, it's not like yeah. Or like he would get, he would just half-ass it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if it's working out now, I mean, I guess it was whatever. <laughs> At least he has the the stories to tell. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and that, that's the thing. Like, like, like he doesn't dismiss his past. He like he he like you know definitely like like he doesn't embrace it. But like, like, like he like accepts that with that what he did. Like you know like his past was, was like making all these wrong decisions in his life, and like he's definitely like he's growing from his past. You know. Maybe I should he, talk. He, he, as a, as a tool to like you know learn from maybe i should talk to him at some point and see if he wants to tell his story yeah yeah seriously like, 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 like he has a lot a lot of he has a lot of cool stories and uh i don't know he really helped me earlier like earlier in the summer because like i i i had like a like like i was trying to get like uh landscapers to come come, come my lawn and like like they're just like charging ridiculous prices and like he helped me like with like fix my lawn mower and, and get my lawn cut the first for the first uh for the you know at least my first time in, in, in the season and like it was really really bad my lawn like like the grass would like pass my knee like it was like a oh, jungle <laughs> it was to the point where like the township could get gave us a fine you know this is still your mom's house yeah yeah still my mom's house so then like i was really ha like thankful and help like like that's when i i started talking to him again was like when he like offered help and get, get, get that job done <laughs> nice um okay well back on tours i guess like what's uh what band have you seen the most after the Disco Biscuits? It'd probably, be, I mean, it'd probably be like uh, Grateful Dead related acts. Yeah. So, so it'd be like, yeah, you know, it's like somewhere like, like in the core four people, like about Weir Phil Ash, you know, right. like Billy, Nikki. So it's like, and they're various acts. So it'd probably, <laughs> be, uh, probably be upward of of a hundred times too. That's it. Yeah. Because I think I, I've I, seen them, like members of them, like at least. 20 or 30 times maybe and i would think that you would be much higher than that <laughs> like i mean i guess 100 is already much higher but i would think you would be closer to 200 at this point yeah i mean i'm just saying that number like out of nowhere like like see the reason i can say a number with with the disco business because i have that that fantasy tour thing where it actually keeps keeps count you know or like you can 
check off what the shows he went to and it has like the whole stats for you you know (laughs) but uh do people still post there oh yeah oh yeah i mean it's not like as vibrant i guess it was as it was when the best the disco was touring but uh yeah also pre-reddit i guess yeah i mean if you go to to, um fantasy tour fish like the like the fish page the fish is going like their pages never slow down it's always really like yeah, like you find out some crazy information through 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 those uh, message boards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know Pete like, used to post it's, on it's, what? Yeah, it's this community, like, cause like that's so big, such a huge community that like people, like someone on that like message board will know like someone, like like it's like everyone's connected, you know, like you, like you can talk to like the tour managers, you can sometimes the band members even post on there and stuff. It's like, it's I, ridiculous. I remember bass nectar used to post on there and people would just like shit all over. <laughs> people continue to do that. At least the biscuit kids can continue to do that. Yeah. And, but, but like now, nowadays, there's like the bass nectar is become, it's like a huge freaking force that's like, it's kind of like, it's, it was hard. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't biscuit this year. Like that, like it was just like, there was probably like ten bass nectar kids to one biscuit kid, you know. What? How the fuck yeah. is that even possible? Like, he's, I've well, seen bass nectar and like I don't understand his appeal. Yeah, like I mean, half the half the half the half the half the fans. I don't want to be like like I guess lumping them in generalization, but my generalization of them is like <laughs> like like some of them don't even like know his music at all. They just like are into that EDM trend, you know, it's, like right. bass thing and like. Uh, apparently the bass nectar is supposed to be like the king of that uh genre or something i mean i think he's like, probably is for people that don't even know because there's yeah. much bigger and better people out there doing that stuff <laughs> uh, I, I would say it's almost like a, a mainstream type of following like of just like it's superficial like people <laughs> like of like superficial like understanding of of, of the genre but it's know? like an underground mainstream like like string cheese incident i guess would be another example of like somebody that was just never that good but gained, garnered a following anyway <laughs> yeah it's like a cult following i guess yeah yeah um <laughs> do you want <laughs> this is a weird question do you want to talk about the time we drove to uh see the dead on in uh north carolina on easter sunday <laughs> easter sunday wait was it was this like the dead in 09 yeah <laughs> dude what, what even happened? <laughs> <laughs> it depends how deep you want to go into it. Cause I remember I like, it started off with, uh, I worked on s- Friday. I worked that Friday until 11 o'clock or like 1130 at a uh, blockbusters, which means like no sitting down because there's no chairs <laughs> um, and you weren't allowed to sit down ever when you were on the, on the clock. And, uh, so then I went home, my, tape deck on my car broke that day so i had to jerry rig my uh a boom box i had that could take batteries <laughs> and took like the cassette adapter from the car and put it into the tape deck on the boom box so we ha- could have music on the way down and then i went and picked all you guys up you alessandra yeah alessandra laura and uh jimmy what's his name was Jimmy, Jimmy, Joey, or Jimmy Vega? Jimmy Vega, yeah. <laughs> and then we <laughs> drove down overnight. I drove the entire way <laughs> down to down to North Carolina, which took like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, took like twelve or thirteen hours. <laughs> so we drove from like midnight until noon on no sleep, <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, I remember we crashed at a hotel because the one we got wasn't available yet. And uh, we went to a party that like most of us didn't even want to go to. And we, it was like there was no room to stand or walk even because people were standing like sh- shoulder to shoulder. It was the weirdest fucking thing. Uh, oh, wait, at that college? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because like, my friend Claire, yeah. Like, uh, I guess we stopped by there, right? Then, then uh, yeah, like it was like a house that that, that was like, uh, I think was being condemned or something. And like they were like just raging it out on campus. Yeah. But like everybody on campus, it felt like showed up to that because there was literally people were literally packed in like with no room to move. Like, I don't understand what the appeal of that was at all. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't really enjoyable at all. Yeah. Like, then wow, the- uh, guys get down here. <laughs> yeah. And then the cops came and everybody like yelled cops, cops, and everybody started running. And I remember going out and the cops were just like standing there like laughing. Like they didn't give a shit at all. They're just like, you guys gotta leave. Like they're not we're not gonna arrest you. You guys just have to leave. But everybody was still like running anyway. <laughs> um And then and then getting to the getting to the show though, like in lot, I remember uh that young kid Alex. Like he had to go in your car to like roll a joint or something. Yeah, he said he, he came up to us and said like we have I have like all this shitty I have all these mids that nobody will buy and then somebody said like why don't you just roll them the joints and sell them for like seven bucks each and he's like oh it's a good idea so I let him sit in my car <laughs> and um I think you noticed the the undercover cops coming first. <laughs> yeah, because I was sitting on the trunk of your car with my rollerblades on. Yeah. <laughs> then but 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 they they already like flanked the car on both sides at that point. Then I was like I just like oh shit and I I, I had it just rolled off you know and like nonchalantly. Yeah, and somebody knocked my window. Like, no <laughs> There's no warning because I mean they were undercover, so they they just walked off on both sides of the car. Then I was like oh shit, I was like let me get out of here. Yeah, and then I saw and then, and the next thing I see is like somebody knocking on the window on his side and they show a badge, and um, and uh, yeah. And he had like, oh, it's just all this weed and pills and shit, like just strewn over his lap, and uh, yeah, and I just and we got pulled out, and they kept asking me questions, like I don't, I didn't know what he was doing, I wasn't looking over there, and like you didn't know what he was doing in your own car. I was like, yeah, he, he just said he was hot, so I said he could sit in my car. <laughs> I was talking to people out my window, even though my window was closed, <laughs> and uh. Then they like they like were patting me down. They asked him like, "Hey, uh, do you know him?" He's like, "No, I just met him." And it's like awesome. <laughs> and they kept asking if I had liquor in the car, and I said, "And you were like digging through the cooler in the back, and luckily didn't they didn't find the liquor because it was buried like at the bottom for some reason." <laughs> and I was like, "Is that a is that a, is that against the law to have it?" And they're like, "No." And I was just like, "All right, whatever." <laughs> And then, uh, oh, while they were searching me, I was, I think I was holding a beer, like a cup of beer because they were handing out cups. So, cause it was like, okay to have it in a cup for some reason. And I saw Alessandra and Laura walking up and I had my hands up and they, they all started just like, Hey, like waving us. Like I started, I just, like just kept sh- shaking my head very slightly. No. And like waving my hand away, <laughs> like, no, go away. And it took him like a full map. Be like, Oh, <laughs> And then finally, I was like, uh, hey, so can I go? And uh, then the guy said, like, hey, do you have anything on this guy? And they're like, no, he, he seems fine. I was like, all right, sure. 
And I was like, all right, cool. Can you guys like lock my doors when you're done, I guess? <laughs> And I, they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I left. That's hilarious. Then, and then Alex ended up getting arrested. Yeah, and he didn't like me. We ran into him in Wilkes Bar, and he was like, uh, he like really gave me the stink eye the entire time you were talking to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, he, he actually passed away uh, last fall, actually. Oh God, really? Uh, opiate, opiate uh, reason to opiate. Uh, cause yeah i mean that kid seemed lost already like he had ran away from home and after that he was just on tour with was he with that cult uh yeah that, that bought that the thing that you jump on the bus or something yeah the double decker bus cult that would show up at all the dead shows yeah and they'll just like get people to like come on and like dedicate their lives into like because i think they had a farm too yeah so, like, <laughs> of course they did they would, like, <laughs> They would kind of cr- recruit people and have the people kind of just like work on their farm for them and stuff. Yeah, just like young, like kids that are like lost basically and uh, on psychedelics basically. <laughs> so it kind of just like lure them in, and there's like like you know like with like this ideal of like oh we we have this you know subculture community living off the grid on a farm and then like the kids like you know didn't really know that oh wait the guys are actually getting. Like, like us guys, us kids to come in and work for them basically, like just for free, you know? Yeah, just <laughs> like, sharecroppers basically. Yeah. So. Yeah, but yeah, he they, did. Sorry. On that. Oh. What? He did jump on that bus for a while, and he he did, he did go around the country with them. Yeah, that's too bad though. Man, he must have been young because we were twenty-one or twenty-two at the time, so he must have been like seventeen. So yeah, he must have been like. 20 i don't know he's probably the same age as pete when pete died too which who looks similar they actually look similar i don't know if you remember what pete looked like but that's weird <laughs> fucking everybody just keeps dying i remember seeing somebody else died on facebook that i didn't really know and uh i mean it's like the poor it's like bad poor choices like yeah and that's nothing it's, it's nothing new too it's like oh you know a certain thing is like you know what, what it has been doing to people so why do you go ahead and do it you know yeah. start it but I, I don't know i don't know what goes on with those people's he- heads that, that make them to make that decision you know um okay so what else there i guess we weird fact is that we got onto the floor every, we saw them let's see we went together to north carolina we went to wilkes bar went to I went to DC the day after we got back from North Carolina. Um, and I saw wavy gravy in the, in the ticket office with his pet rock. (laughs) Um, and then we saw um, the two nights in Philly and I guess you saw more after that, but all five of those shows and, and the thing when we saw them at a little, like a few months earlier back in a college townville, whatever it was, State College, PA. Yeah. All of those shows, we snuck down to the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we like, yeah, like whatever, like uh, crappy seats. But then, yeah, we would just go down and hop, hop the fence or whatever it is. Like, yeah. And I remember <laughs> North. I remember North Carolina was the most difficult to get down because the jump was like seven feet. <laughs> like, you had to like climb down and like hang there and then fall the rest of the way. It's like, I remember an eight feet even. Like, it was a pretty big drop, I think. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then, I actually remember 
What? I didn't actually that one. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, you were doing your thing. <laughs> and then uh, DC, we was the most difficult to stay down there because they kept fucking sweeping the aisles and we had to like sneak into like rows and stuff. I like push people in, <laughs> squeeze in, in inside like the seats. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I might have been uh, this guy. I like, I don't know if Phil Lesh has like an, a brother or something, but this guy looked exactly like Phil Lesh that let me, like he left for like him and his family left for like an hour or something. And he let me into their seats and just hang out there while they were gone, and then like made room for me the rest of the show. That's awesome, see? Yeah. See, people, like, that's a community, man. People look, usually look out for each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was you, a fun uh, tour. Yeah, it was. I remember, I remember getting back from North Carolina like the middle of the night, or even the morning maybe, um, and then, no, we left in the afternoon, so it was probably like, just like the middle of the night, and then, going to bed, waking up like four or five hours later, going to school and then immediately going home, getting my car and then picking you up and whoever else and going to DC. <laughs> yeah. And then when they went out West, dude, I went out on a whim. Like, like, uh, like, like, like my friend who worked at a Southwest as like a baggage person, like, uh, he, uh, he, he gave me like a two free one way, uh, buddy passes. And so I, I booked a, a one-way flight uh, from Philly to L.A. to see them in, at the Forum. And uh, I, I flew out there with no plan. I didn't, I didn't, know, <laughs> no one, I didn't know anyone that was there or who was going to be on tour. Um, I went there with my, my like, duffel bag full of, full of clothing and, uh, and, and my rollerblades. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I flew, I flew out there and, like, yeah, with no plan. Like, so I, as soon as I landed to LAX, I actually rollerbladed out of LAX. <laughs> Because <laughs> like I only had four dollars in cash with me too. Like I, I didn't have a credit card or anything. So uh, yeah, I only had four hundred dollars with me, and I was planning, you know, to do L.A. two nights uh, in Mountain View, right at, right outside of San Francisco, and then uh, going to do finish it up at at the Gorge at, uh, for the final show. And oh and then right, I, I remember this. Yeah, yeah then uh, then after the Gorge, uh, like uh, I, I had a week and a half uh, randomly, <laughs> like that in uh, Seattle, the, where I would fly one way from Seattle to. Colorado and do uh, uh, three nights of the disco biscuits there. <laughs> but uh, we're flying to LA and then rollerblading out. I rollerbladed to like, I rollerbladed out in the first gas station I got to. I remember the the gas, uh, the gas uh, test, uh, station attendant, like he was, he was also an, an, Indian, an Indian person and he understood that I was. And he was like, he saw me that I was like, had this huge duffel bag on my back and all my rollerblades. He's like, he's like, you're definitely not from around here. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Landed in the airport, and he's like, he didn't, he, he, and he gave me like the like, like, like the rundown. He's like, you should definitely not be on rollerblades around this area. Like this, like this area is Mexican gangland area. He's like, you, you should, you should just like get get on your first uh, cab or like, like. And I was like, well, I don't have too much money. And then he's like, he actually pointed me to, to like, uh, it's still a CD like rundown motel, but he's like, it's a really cheap. And he said like, he knows the owner, so he's like, that the owner will will, 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 will like, give you a good deal. It was, you know, it was like thirty dollars a night. So I stayed there for the one night, and then the next day was the was the first show. So I rollerbladed uh, three miles from that from that uh um that uh motel to the to the forum uh, lot, and then uh, then at the lot like like I was rollerblading down the lot. And luckily, I ran into like these uh, three random kids from uh, from Virginia, like who 
who ended up uh, come crashing at my friend Dan's uh, Pocono house after a Phil and Friends show uh, like a few years ago. Uh, they actually recognized, they actually called out and recognized me because they, I mean, I guess I, I was on rollerblades, so I kind of kind of stood out. But uh, but they're, they're like they like, like like they were just like telling me like you know that 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 they've been on the whole tour. They just drove down from Denver and that they just kicked out a person for like you know being like for stealing and like being on opiates. And then mm. that they actually had a room for me, so like they actually t- took me in, in, in their card, and like yeah, I, I finished off the, the the tour with them. <laughs> I was very lucky. I was so I was so so grateful for, for like, you know running into them, like because otherwise I was like, what am I gonna do? Like I'm gonna get a bus or something from LA to like San Francisco and like find it, figure it out in San Francisco, like how to right. how to like, is and stuff. But, but I mean, you it, pay it forward too. Yeah. Like when we went to um, uh, I forget. I don't know why we did this, but Bob Weir was playing at the Rams head in uh, Baltimore and we just drove down with no plan and no tickets, even though it was sold out. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, well, what, it was like their 80th or I don't know. Was it a hundredth show or something? 800 show? Eight, their 800th show. Yeah. And uh, I don't, we didn't know that. I don't think, but yeah, you, me and Phileas, we just drove down there with no tickets, no plan and not much money. <laughs> and uh, we got in, uh, there was like somebody from the venue or something just walking around, just handing out tickets for some reason. Yeah, because he had like the I guess I don't know. Like, like, yeah, they were like the comp tickets. Comp. There was a lot because of them. I, I remember looking at the ticket and you know it said like the price was zero dollars. Yeah. So I guess I don't know how he got like the promo comp tickets. I guess. Yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah, he was just handing them and, out, and we got them. And, <laughs> and uh, it was, what? It was it was awesome. It was awesome. It was, it was, that was like, see, it's like, you won't know until you, until you try or like, you know, put yourself out there to like to see how like you know, if, if things can work out or not. And like, it's it's crazy to see that, you know, more often than 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 not, things do work out in in your favor. Oh, totally. But also, we, uh, um, I guess before the show, actually, we saw those guys selling T-shirts, and they had a sign that said "New Ride to Philly," and then we were like, "Well, we're coming to Philly. We could probably fit two more people." And, uh, yeah, after the show, we, uh, met back up with them. We also got like really cheap, uh, veggie burritos. <laughs> like they, got, I don't know, some guy was walking around selling them with like a gas lantern, I think. <laughs> and, and, um, I think it was yeah. the old guy, like really, he had a big, big, uh, white beard. Yeah. And I think we bought them out again off of him in Wilkes bar, like years yeah. later. <laughs> like uh, every show and he would wear like this green, like, uh, it's being like army jacket, I think it was like some kind of army jacket. I was just like, this guy's awesome. Like he, like, yeah. he, he, he always he's like he's at like every show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then we we gave those guys a ride back to Philly and uh, for free. Well, actually, no, they gave us each a T-shirt, and then the one guy gave me like twenty bucks or something for gas and tolls to help out. Um, also, yeah, and so, yeah, you pay it forward too. Like you've, I think you've done more stuff than that as well with helping people out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a two way, two way. Uh, I guess a relationship. Like sometimes, like you're the person that needs the help. Then sometimes you're the person that that able to give the help. You know, right? <laughs> giving out a free ticket or helping people sneak in or giving them food or something. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, that's a that's like. That's what like brings it in, like you know, the, the community to, to, together. You know, it's pretty, yeah. pretty awesome to have on the on the same page. <laughs> so, how many shows do you see a year now? Do you think has it dropped significantly since you got a real job? Oh yeah, like like like, like 
definitely like I don't know like I'm like at pretty much like thirty percent rate you know like, wow. like, 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 of shows now like that, that that it was before now that I'm committed to like the corporate domestic life. <laughs> As I Wait, think. Which I, I don't, I don't absolutely hate, I, like, but it, it, it does get mundane at times, you know, like, yeah. do the same and like a job that doesn't really like invoke creativity in you, you know, but everyone has that same story. So it's like, it's <laughs> that you just have to accept and, uh, you know, kind of have to push through it. <laughs> has anything crazy happened recently? Well, recently, no, no, not so much. I mean... I, like even even when I do go to shows now, like 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 I'm older now, I feel like I've, I've like kind of like grew past the days of you know like, you know being an idiot. Basically. <laughs> so, like, uh, even at shows nowadays, like like I, like I keep more tame. You yeah. know, I drink less. Um, well, I mean, see, I guess that's not always true. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how much. It is. <laughs> in March. Um, and uh, the, the the biscuits actually played a three night run at the factory. Yeah. And then night, the first night, uh, so it's like I, I worked all day and um, I I didn't really eat much that day. Like I ate at ten a.m. that that uh, morning at work. Like I ate like a half a sandwich, like a half of <laughs> like that that was from the day before. But um, so I didn't eat anything all day. Then after after work, I like I just like immediately picked up with my friend. We went down to the city, started like pre-gaming by drinking meat i first started drinking champagne champagne to beer to whiskey immediately before oh like by the first set i was drinking whiskey you know and this is i didn't eat anything mind you so like uh i so it, was, like, it makes sense that i blacked out really quickly <laughs> uh so like i guess during some some at, like, now now it's like now i'm blacked out so like now i'm telling the, the story i'm saying now it's like from second hand but it's like I, I had to hear it from other people telling me what happened what i was doing you know yeah so um, like so, apparently, like I, I, I was blacked out, and like I was like trying to like bring a beer from you know the the drinking section downstairs at the factory to like the main floor, and like you know you got you're not allowed to bring drinks onto the main floor because it's like they separate the you know the under twenty one and twenty one plus people. So yeah. like, apparently, I was like trying to walk in the main floor, and like this, uh, the the factory security guy was trying to stop me, and apparently I, I wasn't understanding what was, what was going on, and I kept like trying to push push for it or something, and then like. <laughs> Then my friend, uh, uh, my friend Megan, like, uh, kind of stepped in and then, uh, and then, like, was like, I don't know, helping my case or something. Cause I mean, she, I guess she was uh, really, really drunk too. But uh, <laughs> she was trying to help my case. And then, uh, then I guess like a, a female security guard came in and, and, and like put her hands on, on uh, my my friend, friend my friend Megan. And then, and then, the, then I, I, I started getting more, more like more heated. And I, I guess, I guess I was the one that actually pushed. Uh, the, the the male security guard. Oh my god! <laughs> well, well, once that happened, uh, I, I mean, like, like, like again, I don't remember any of this. I don't remember pushing a guy. I don't remember like bringing, trying to, you know, getting into any kind of verbal fight. Yeah. But apparently, after after that, um, the guy like threw me onto the ground, and like three, uh, four other male uh, security guards came around, and then, uh, they all circled me, kicking me on the ground. Um, what? Yeah, I, 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 and like, I, then they dragged me out, kicked threw me out, then. I guess I, I got thrown out of the out of the venue and I was blacked out and I, and then I managed to sneak back in somehow. <laughs> Five minutes later, and then and then, and then, and then they obviously saw they didn't know who what I looked like and then and I, I went back in and I, and I caused another resistance of getting thrown out and then I got like, they, they were literally like beating the shit out of me like uh, they threw my face to the ground and now I have a I have a scar on my face actually like on my uh, top of my nose that's gonna be there like for the rest of my life now. 
Holy shit. Dude, uh, it's too dark. You can't oh, I see it. Yeah, dark. it's not too bad. I mean, it looks like it's bruised still. Yeah, it's like, yeah, brown. I mean, it's not going to leave. Do you have a black so. eye, too? Huh? Do you have a black eye, too? Oh, no. I just probably because the dark. And I'm okay. greasy. Like, I don't <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, I have this, uh, this scar, like, on all my nose and just under my nose. And, like, it's just, like, a reminder of, like, how much of an idiot I can be and, like, how I can handle liquor, <laughs> pretty much. Like, uh, like, that's something that's, like, I've been slowing down for, 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 from, you know, I've been taming myself, you know, from going to, like, what I'm doing at shows. And that just, like, was, like, a slip-up at one on one night that just happened recently this past mm-hmm. March, you know. But I've been good for the past, like, year or two years, you know. Like, I've been, like, on my on on my game, you know. Then just yeah. that night, like, I, like, I ended up getting my ass kicked by, like, five security <laughs> guards. At set break, too. Like, it was just after the first set. Yeah. And then... Uh, but yeah, I was, I was just like, like all, you know, like, like it was really swollen. My head was swollen because like, uh, like they threw me face first to the ground, like to the cement, and um, like I was swollen all the next day. And like, it, it, I, th- I think the worst part was going back to work and having to, like, <laughs> I mean, obviously I didn't say like, oh, I got, I was wasted and got my ass kicked by security guards, but I had to make up some elaborate, you know, non, non, uh, like, like, you know, like, you know, like, I guess like a, like a, a kosher story, I guess. Right. <laughs> well, which which was just basically like, oh I slipped on ice and fell on three times, <laughs> huh? Yeah, three times on three different parts of my face. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, wow, we got messed up. I'm like, well, I fell onto stairs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I slipped on ice and fell onto stairs in my house. <laughs> yeah, a back porch. Yeah. A... So, I mean, I could like obviously like I don't know I couldn't bring that type that story to a workplace. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually do have one more question because I do have to go. Um, you mentioned earlier about the Indian guy warning you because you're also Indian and, uh, and you just mentioned being beat off by security guards, which, I mean, I, I get that you resisted, but usually when something like that happens, like a lot of times it can be because of race partly. Have you had any issues with your religion or your race in, uh, these settings, like in, in the tour scene at all? I mean, for, no. For the most part, it, it, it's, it, it's been it's been like I never got any any like verbal abuse or anything, or like I, at least I, I don't. It wasn't like apparent. I mean, there there there's a times I feel like like it's like people like you know will avoid like talking to me or like maybe like avoid uh giving me a certain deal or something because of because of who I am. I guess like because I'm not you know like because I'm I'm Indian or something you know like right. You're not white, basically. <laughs> It's not just like, uh, and uh, it's just not, it's not just like in uh, you know going to shows. It's, it's like for like pretty much everything I do, in, you know, here in America. It's like yeah. I, I feel like there's not 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 everyone, but like there's some people that have this underlying like racism, or like you know, it's like a under they keep it under wraps, you know. But but you can kind of kind of like you know get get a feeling that you know it's like you can understand that person doesn't doesn't like you know different people or something, but they they won't go out and say it, you know, like. Um, yeah, just, uh, I definitely, uh, have observed, observed those type of moments, but yeah. It's interesting though, because you've always sort of taken him a stride never really, cause we've never talked, we've talked about it like a little bit because like I remember when we in like 2001 of like a month after nine eleven, somebody called you, someone bin Laden and you just oh, like, yeah. owned it. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. <laughs> after nine eleven, like that, that kind of screwed up. Uh, yeah, like the, I, I was uh, the you know I, I was like the 
the only end of awesome guy <laughs> around. Um, uh, yeah, that it was it just it, it it was more frequent after 9/11 happened actually. Yeah, getting racial comments and stuff. But I remember, like in high school, all the skinheads like loved you. Yeah, well, that's because like you know. And... I'll believe those names. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because they've grown up now. I mean, I don't know how some of them are, but some, but like I know at least one of them has like totally come around. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, like so, like that for them, for them, them guys, it's like I was friends with them since like kindergarten, so it's like they developed this like type of uh, I don't know mindset like like in high school, and it's like and they can't like really deny like childhood like that, so it's just like yeah, it's like it's like oh I now I'm. Well, I want to be this type, type, certain type of uh, you know, clique or something. I want to be a part of this certain type of clique. But I, it's like, you you always been friends with me from that time. So it's like, you are you gonna be like a fake person and just like you know, right? Be racist because you just choose. You think that's like the cool thing to do in high school or something. <laughs> and they like, and it was really it was really weird to watch. I mean, like in high school, you still have like a full context of things and a full understanding of how weird things are. Like I remember talking to somebody years later and saying like how insane it was that our school was overrun by skinheads during that period. And the person saying like, no, that was normal. And then asking somebody else we were with, like, wasn't your school, didn't your school had like a lot of skinheads. And the guy was like, no, <laughs> that's, that's weird. <laughs> that's not a thing. Study I did it didn't really make sense it was like because like I didn't I didn't feel like white was uh you know the, the white people were a majority at all in our school no I know <laughs> it was like pretty evenly split almost yeah yeah it was it was, it was pretty really diverse you know like and like and, and and like I wouldn't say we were overrun I mean like they were represented strong I guess <laughs> like, there were a lot had, like a lot of want... like the lower class because we have a lot of lower class white people in our district so it like it was basically like those groups a lot of times, like they became really strong about it and then it would bleed into other groups. Like I would see more for class kids, like sort of adopt some of the language. And we got a little bit caught up in it. I think like people that, cause we were friends with a lot of people that were really into it, but uh, it was really strange that time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, kids make weird decisions in high school, man. Yeah. It's like very uh what you call it? being a poser i guess is an, uh, is one of the things you know like that's right. a lot of people of course be... <laughs> um not that we were ever like really a part of it like we were still friends with black kids both of us and we were friends i was friends with you <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but that was not a time i enjoy remembering i i yeah i got out of there for a reason <laughs> a number of reasons but that high school is like a really toxic environment Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of just fighting, like racial, racial fighting, and just yeah. fighting in general. <laughs> and it seemed, like I don't remember like really any openly gay kids at that school. Like it seemed like it was near impossible to come out there. Yeah, yeah. That it wasn't. It wasn't an environment to to to, to be like that at all. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it would be ridiculed constantly from every every group. <laughs> yeah, and I never come. I never. Um, I remember going to school in Mississippi, and. Like, because I I spent my last two years in Mississippi and I remember telling people, like, um, coming back, like, I don't remember meeting any gay people my age until I moved to Mississippi. (laughs) Well, they provide a better environment or, like, where they're going to be, like, they can not be in fear of being ridiculed. Yeah, but it was Mississippi. (laughs) Yeah, and that that doesn't doesn't sound right. No, 
though I do remember in class one day a kid um these girls talking about this gay friend of theirs like openly gay and saying like how he can turn straight guys gay and then a kid in front of me saying to me well I don't want him near me <laughs> like he was like legitimately afraid that he was going to be turned gay oh, no, look at, look at the, the gay disease yeah exactly <laughs> it's like well I mean if you if you if you can be turned I mean and you like it like I, is there an issue there <laughs> um, but yeah anyway Thanks for talking to me. Um, maybe, we could, maybe we should talk more later about some of your stories because I you have a million stories <laughs> up the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, yeah, we should talk, talk talk later and then like I don't know, we can combine it all into like one episode and make it more like entertaining. No, I mean I think this is I think this covers a good area because we talk a lot about um like the people that have died and like the the issues with the scene and stuff. I think we've covered enough like a good funk a good chunk of things, but we can come back later and go more into like just the fun stuff or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I yeah. Mean, I would honestly be, I would, li- if you started your own podcast, just talking to other kids, like tour kids, I would listen to that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I think that'd be great. Like, cause everybody has amazing stories from the road and from the lots and stuff. That's true. And like, yeah, I guess there is none. Is there none? No podcast like that? Not that yeah. I know of. I mean, I could help you set it up even. That, that- I'd be interested in that because it would be fun. Yeah, just fun to just like hear the story. Then like, yeah, yeah, you live them, I guess. Yeah, but we can talk about that later because I'm ten minutes late already to go to lunch. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good, good talking to you, dude. Yeah, you too. Um, we'll talk later. We're on text still again. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, take care. Good day. All right, you too. See you.
The thoughts were rushed and angry, so I chortled in the gaggle for a while, and then the cats whistled out the stove door, bending it down to make an irreversible, infallible squeak noise, sounding similar to a trash compactor mixed with bullfrog love, sounding in a steamy, wet, dark swamp stomp. I offended the bartender tonight. The way you squirm on, oh, it makes me feel good. Come on and squirm. So I bumped on down, my brain a-glowin', my voice a-flowin', my lungs a-zonin', my brain a-towin', and I shook from the breeze and the snow and the slow of the many trees. I was mean to her. It was mean to me. I offended the bartender tonight. It took me a while to tell by her eyes. She wanted the fire, and I was to decide. I offended the bartender tonight. Gin and whiskey, beer, beer, beer. Oh my God, my painting falls off the wall. 1994, Alec. How did he spell it? Big house. Shih tzus. He and mom in the basement. Wayne Gretzky. Oh Jesus. Scream, beat me up. Give me a black eye. Fuck, hit me. Arrested. Girls next door with torture. Concert amaze. Later, babysitter. Ace of base. Yell and die in 1994 with Howard and Bobby. Tommy was my friend. We lived in Milwaukee. Oh, God, it hurts. Oh, God, it hurts. 1994. And so I wept. I wept for Tommy and my second cousin, David, who had a bum father with money who lived on a farm. His mom took he and his sisters to a crazy church every day. The girls all had long hair, wore dresses, and never put on any makeup. Their names were Cindy and Jody, and they lived in the apartment next door to us in Little Shoot. Down the hall was Dale. He had a beard sometimes and lived with his mother. He had bug eyes and a soft voice. He was mentally divergent. There was a Mexican, a family of seven or so, that lived at the end of the hall. One of the boys was named Skeeter. He had a bald head, wasn't much older than me, had seen a porno, and had cool Dick Tracy action figures in a tackle box like mine for my cars. His mom was a crazy bird lady whose house was always filled with pet birds and smelled awful. She collected snow globes and gave my sister one. Not 20 feet from our apartment complex was a landfill. It made everything stink. I just don't have the martyr, the heart or the martyr or the mind, Annie Hayworth, to bring you up tonight. I just don't have the mind tonight to deal with your problems. The perfect cloud on down the chimney, cover your faces, cover your eyes. So come on, friendship, upstart your engines. I'm sure we can make it if you follow the pamphlet. Diagrams will tell you how. Come to the party. Just follow the road. Watch the gulls. If you rent a boat, Annie Hayworth, and let the bones of the broken break. And they dive and they swirl and pull on the hair and pop the balloons. And the children yell and the roar and the swarm and pull the hair out and smash on through. The chirps from hell. Cover your face. Cover your eyes. The perfect cloud down the brick. I sometimes go to the bird sweeps on Fridays. To the bird sweeps. Slam, bam, kick and thump a lot. Kick and thump a lot. The price of doing business. I feel like killing a man. There, that's it. Maybe a motherfucker, not a man. You may as well dehumanize them. They're going to die. Rule rude penalty. Stone bubbles pop like Glock rocks. Dear slime in the manifest morning. Malefic maleficent, shit-covered, colored, pale. 
panel lost vision, candle in twos, collide in twos, bumble and stutter. We just get more. We just get more angry. More angry. Can you see them? The crime through the trees? Chinese Nixon, sweet and sour dick. Howling killer bees, the artist's rendering. Chinese Nixon, you backwoods hick. Five years, four months, 27 days, inspectors. Hey, Calhoun is gone for good. Bottle beer, snake rattle. Bottle beer, snake rattle. Can of soda, drumstick. Can of soda, drumstick. Jug of wine, Calhoun. Jug of wine, Calhoun. What drink? Sick cattle. You want this time? Get there soon. Phone wire, shake cattle. Snake rattle, phone wire, rattle cattle. Mud and blood. Stick sick. Mud and blood. Stick sick. Run mud. Deer liar, blood thud. Deer liar, Calhoun. Dear wire, lying dead, lying dead, under my tire, under us, under us always. Two bank robbers. I'm a lung blackened by smoke of all sorts. It makes me choke. The smoke of pistols and blue steel. The smoke of bunk beds and green fields. The smoke of rusted hydro blades. The smoke of ruined memories. I'm a horse. Been working hard inside my brain, ahead of the cars, ahead of the elephants. What do I want? The birth year blank or lumpy and burnt, apple bones and ice, two different people, things made of other things, the old man, the price of doing business, the long bit, or the squeak that can never be wrong. I offended the bartender tonight in 1994 in Little Shoot, Wisconsin in the mid-90s with Annie Hayworth. There was a wrinkled pig ear discarded in the sink. It stank the house and stained the porcelain brought on by the birth year blank. The piggy ear grew into a most unusual boy, one who walked like a tin soldier and stood just like a toy, stringy sinew violins and campy stomp-like vines creeping on the edges of pig boy's legs and slime. When something old needs to be new or known and times are rough and tough, the beastly beams of Skyland drums come out of the bloody woodwork stuff. Be a liar. Be her. Be me. Puncture-pressing nail-tooth, jamming picture screens, suction cups, and dusty skull parts, chuckle, sputter, cigar. Trying hard to bust his way, outside of his cage, the pig boy ran into a group of laughing clay. Pig boy, ha-ha, clip-clop, stomp, stomp me Bernouse, stomp me Bernouse. Relive the flames of injustice every single day. My wine whines, my wine whines. Breeze, baby bee, used to, and constructed crude its old sweet electronic goddess machine. The recoil and unfortunate snail slime pig boy skin birth, born of an ear in a rotten mudroom sink year. Screaming deer lights appear in the blink, his gruff breath shone supple, pain, starring, starring, wafting on the vicious highway night wind, pink quarantine surplus boy. Screaming deer lights appear blink, his gruff breath shone supple, pain, staring, starring, wafting on the vicious highway night wind, pig quarantine surplus boy. Lumpy Gray Tom threw his hands against the door. You can't keep me here anymore. Lumpy Gray Tom got what he bargained for. I'm too tired and much too sore. Then something came about we didn't know would be in store. Lumpy Gray Tom fell on the floor. Zoom, a little trickle of blood ran from his shirt, red on white cotton. He was hurt, the little blade belonged to an assassin named Bert. He fell out onto the street in the jerk of a blurt, a little trickle of blood from Lumpy Tom's shirt. You liar, you're a liar, a liar your face, you're a liar. Come in here, my friend, warming your bones back and forth. 
I can say, can you rip out your tendons? I say, you're too ordinary. You chain smoke the day away. Making a mockery, my cereal is starting to get sloppy. The water freezes. Disconnect. A nod to dis. Noise eats the little places I have left. My fingers are falling apart. Shadow sets. No regrets. Something song everyone by the phone. Apple bone. Shake the gavels. They shake the snakes. Apple bone. They shake the grasslands. Woodland lakes. Apple tree core. Apple tree core. All right. I know that last bit was long, but I hope you enjoyed it because I did. That was the smudge. He's a uh, friend of mine that I met through Laura of the high school radio subversion network, Ghosts of Dead Tables, and anthropomorphic lesbianism at her uh, Indiana Noise Fest last year, which we made a sort of fake documentary about. It's on YouTube. I hope to have him back, even though he said in lieu of an interview, I would like to talk to him as I would like to talk to everybody else from the Indiana Noise Fest. I talked to Laura on the first episode, and I had fun with that. She's really sweet and really interesting, and she's a big supporter of this podcast. So check her out. Uh, oh, and I wasn't kidding. I would totally listen to a podcast of Hassan talking to other kids or adults. Or there's all there's what like three or four generations now, possibly, of people that have followed bands on tour around the country. And I mean, I have stories I haven't told yet from tours. It's an intense and sometimes, like, really fucked up experience. I know somebody that was fed acid at, like, six years old at a dead show, and his mother had to talk him through it. There's a lot of potential there, and I hope he'll look into it. Um, let's see... You can check out more episodes from us on the blog, undressingunderground.com. Every Thursday, uh, Kittens and Unicorns talks to another gawker commenter. This week it's going to be Red Writer, who if you comment on gawker, you probably know. Uh, next week, I will be talking to anime fan subber Uso Suki. Or Uso for short. <laughs> I can't say the full name naturally because I'm an idiot. That was a really interesting conversation. It went a lot of weird places I didn't expect it to. He, uh, he's got an interesting life going on, like a lot of our guests here. And if you'd like to be one of our guests, feel free to reach out to us on the blog or by email. I'm Rob at undressingunderground.com or you can get at Kins Unicorns at K-A-N-D-U at undressingunderground.com. You can also find me on Twitter uh, at FalconVane, where you can find Kins Unicorns on there too. Uh, just find her through me. You can look through my list and you'll see a cat unicorn somewhere in his avatar. Also, you can leave us a short story poem or what have you at our phone number at the voicemail 260 Punk Pod, or you can send it to the email or whatever 
and we'll play at the end of the next episode like we did with this. That one was texting to me, but, you know, we'll take whatever. You can also suggest yourself or anybody else you know or don't know as a guest, and we'll look into it and reach out to them. And I think I already said that, but, yeah, we really need more guests. I have one left before I run out. Kansas Unicorns has, like, 13. Um, I guess we're running out of time. Subscribe on iTunes. Thank you to the people that have left reviews. It's really appreciated. Um, I have to go respond to a manic email from somebody having a nervous breakdown. Do a reply all thing. I don't know if that's normal. Does anybody else just have like large reply all chains of just manic expressions of anxiety and depression? We call it trauma bonding. All right, King's music's over. Bye.